Hello and welcome to the DJ Force 10 In Conversation podcast, episode 199. My very special guest on today's show is Steve, the frontman from The Hyena Kill. Um, they've got a brand new album out right now uh, called A Disconnect. It is fantastic. Please go listen to it. Um, I've had it on pretty much constant rotation for like the past month. Um, <laughs> but please go listen to it. It is fantastic. We talk about that in the interview. So uh, you look forward to that um everything else going on at the moment um obviously thank you for listening on that front i do appreciate it i know i say this every episode but i do honestly appreciate the people that are downloading this or subscribe to this um rating reviewing all that kind of stuff uh this video this does have a video um partner with it as well uh so if you want to go watch us on youtube please do it's dj force x um on there and you can find my all my shows on there and uh this year i've mainly been having video interviews and it's also on the total rock um youtube page as well which is fantastic um speaking of total rock uh we just launched um our first show on the twitch channel uh the um secret tsunami club with the sound shark uh that went live uh, last night and uh fantastic it's going to go weekly on thursdays and we're looking for other shows and stuff at the moment um i'm even toying with the idea of doing a show myself um because i'm sort of heading up the twitch channel on that front um so do go along and um, follow i should say the total rock twitch channel for uh, we're gonna have some live gigs on there and stuff like that live streams so it's um it's quite simple it's twitch.tv forward slash total rock um and then while you're at it um i have my own twitch page as well where i play some games maybe do a couple of dj sets now and again um but that is um again at dj force x um that's across all the socials for my stuff but it's just total rock for that one um apart from that i think uh that's that actually i think that is actually everything i've got nothing left on my notes here but um yeah it's almost uh it's the the weather's getting better uh which is fantastic everyone's sort of like creeping back to work here in the uk uh which is also cool and uh yeah i bring you steve from the hyena kill enjoy I would like to welcome to my podcast this week. I have Steve from the band The Hyena Kill. Welcome, Steve. All right, mate. <laughs> How are you doing today, man? Uh, well, as you can see from my background, I'm currently at work, so I'm on my uh, dinner break doing this. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, thank you for your time doing this. Um, no, no, man. Um, like I said, for you from the band The Hyena Kill, you've just released a brand new album. Uh, it's called A Disconnect, um, and it is out now across all formats, and by all formats I mean everything from streaming to cassette tape and everything in between. Um, currently um, on your on your Bandcamp as well, so people uh, looking at the Bandcamp side of things, go find you on there, because that's a great platform to get uh, people listening to stuff, I feel. So, yeah, it's the best, isn't it? Yeah. The vinyl, it's the, the vinyl, I mean, there's only a limited run, but... The pink splatter vinyl is just gorgeous, man. I, I was blown away when I saw that. Yeah, I'm I'm very tempted to get that myself, uh, to be honest with you. I, I, I saw it um, yesterday when I was doing some bits for this interview, and I was like, because I'm, I'm, I'm a DJ from way back in the day, and, and I love vinyl. I've got my turntable set up in front of me right here, and um, 
yeah, I was very tempted. It looks really nice, and uh, yeah, I'm most likely I'm I'm probably going to get it. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I thoroughly recommend that you do. Just it just looks good spinning on turntable. To be yeah. fair. No, definitely, and um, and like I said, I mean, I love I love like the, the vinyls had a resurgence, especially with um like independent bands as well, like the the small, not just like the big bands releasing box sets uh that are extortionate amounts of money, that bands are actually getting the opportunity to press their stuff like a reasonable rate on vinyl. Um, oh yeah, man. So. It's, a, it's it's I mean, there's nothing like getting your, your record on vinyl, but it, it's also a, it's 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 a a viable income stream yeah. that that it, it just that's where you can actually generate some actual money from from like physical copies yeah because streaming it's just it's just almost it's getting you get next to nothing so yeah I'm glad that people are, and it, it's it's a better experience when you get a vinyl oh totally it's just, I, I adore it I love the I love the artwork I love I love the physicalness of it everything about it yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, sort of regular listeners to the show will know my love for vinyl and the fact that it's like you're owning, obviously, the larger case of the art that you guys produce for the album and everything. You've got that on there in a big scale, um, but you've also got the music etched into into this 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 vinyl, this plastic, and 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 it's like you you're owning a piece of the music as well as sort of like appreciating the art in higher detail. Um, Oh, definitely. Plus, it outlives you. I've always liked that thing. I always like that when I'm dead and gone. That vinyl, yeah, will, will just keep existing until it's completely destroyed. I really yeah. like. I like that idea that it just that it, it'll just last forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a testament. Some of the vinyl I've got, like uh, sort of eighties rock metal <laughs> side of things, you know, Guns and Roses, Iron Maiden, and stuff like that. Um, but I inherited my father's uh, part of my father's record collection, so I got Stones, oh, nice. I got Clapton, I got all that kind of stuff as well. Um, so I know this stuff goes on; like it predated me, and it's going to go on after me as well. Um, I don't know if I can pass this on to my kids or not. Um, <laughs> at the moment, they've got their phones, they've got their uh, Apple Music or Spotify, you know, and they're just like, "Oh, this is how I get my music," which is, you know, it's a great way to get the music. Um, but I'm going to teach them the 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 pride of owning a piece of it. Oh yeah, my dad's got uh, my dad's got paranoid Black Sabbath, like what he bought, like the, one of the original yeah. pressings, and really he just will not. It still won't let me have it. He's <laughs> like holding on to it. I'm like, you, you know what? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, I'll wait till you're dead, and then I'm definitely <laughs> having it. I'll grab it then. Just make sure you put a post-it <laughs> note on it beforehand. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> cool well let's let's chat a bit more about the album um i've got i've got a couple of favorite tracks of mine i really love bleached i know you released that as a uh as a concentration cap uh um track on there or a single if you will um but i'm also loving um uh what was it passive disconnect say passive oh yeah disconnect. it's like i think that's track two um yeah and i mean i'm loving the whole album it's got a really cool vibe to it it's um I mean, with the sort of like press we got with it, it's like you know for fans of like Deftones, Tool, Helmet, stuff like that, um, which I am a fan of. So <laughs> it went down well. Um, but like the the sound you've got, I mean, I've I've I know you guys have been around for a little while. Um, About but this 10 is the, years now. I think. Yeah, but this is the first time I think I've properly heard you guys. I mean, it's not like it's just the sort of like what circles I run in and stuff, but. 
I'm 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 gonna go back and listen to your other stuff as well. Um, but where where did this like actually? Let's let's just go back. Can I get a bit of origin story on the band? Like you say, you've been around for about ten years, but what 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 has your journey been like so far? Well, it was just uh, it started with uh, me and Lorna, yep. the drummer. Uh, we did originally when the very first incarnation was uh, we had a bass player. His name was Ollie. Um, and we recorded like a, a an EP, yeah. and then he left shortly, shortly after. But it was we just had we, me and Lorna were both in two separate bands in Manchester, and were sort of like on the same scene. But the bands we were in were not really weren't really what we wanted to do. Yeah. So we, it, it was just a house party. There was like an electric kit there and a, a guitar. We just sort of side of the party just had a little jam and straight away was like holy holy shit we're this is what we just realized this is the music that we both want to be making yeah and uh we just got in a rehearsal room soon after that and then pretty much left both our bands and just pursued this but after ollie left it was we kind of had to figure out how to be a two-piece uh it was kind of before the big surge of two pieces as well so I didn't really know what the hell I was doing. And uh, luckily a friend of mine guided me through sort of like the techie side and, and, and we just worked from there. And we were, we were very almost like hardcore garage rock. It was just yeah. it, loud in your face, uh, high energy. And, and we just kind of just blast, blasted it out uh, on the underground scene like especially around Manchester for a long time. And yeah. then, and then we just, we finally got to a position where we did our, we released a couple more EPs, uh, some ridiculous videos. Uh, and then we just kind of, uh, then we were ready to record the album. And I think by the time we did the first album, we'd got a, a, a bit of direction. We knew what, where we we're heading. And yeah. there's a, there's a track on there called uh, Waiting Room, which is the first sort of hint of where we are now with the disconnect. It's it's quite we've got mellow vibes. It's yeah. really quite ethereal in places. And that's the kind of music that me and Lorna, when we're not writing the really in-your-face heavy stuff, we're always indulging in that in that shoegazy type. Yeah type sound because we we were huge fans and still are huge fans of war paint mm. and so we always used to like to mess around with them vibes but there was it, it was it's finding space you, you couldn't just drop that in the middle of our set because it was so high octane and so heavy and screamy that it just didn't it was just we, we couldn't find a way to to do that yeah to drop that kind of thing in and then then we just we just kept going, man. We just we taught, we we taught relentlessly. Uh, did festivals and everything, and but I mean we still relatively just remained underground, really, for for the long for the longest time, and, and still are. But it's uh, it was it was just feels nice to be. We always knew we wanted to expand the sound and become and try something new and really push the boundaries, but we felt a bit limited as a two piece, especially because we're not really tech savvy. So using like triggers and stuff 
with just the two of us, it would just have been a mess. <laughs> so, we do, so we always kept things simple. So we only recorded what we knew we we could perform live. Yeah. yeah. So that kind of comes across in the records as well. It's very, it's very just very stripped back and in your face. Uh, but coming over to this record, this the, the most recent one, we just we wanted to do we wanted to do everything that we've uh, we've always like dreamed of in terms yeah. of sounds. But we was gonna we sort of released our EP in two thousand eighteen spun and we toured the, the hell out of that. And then we just kinda of came to a position where it was like, you know what, we feel like we've t- took this two piece thing as far as we can go. Yeah. And we had the bare bones of a track called Cauterized what's on the disconnect knocking about and it was it's pretty much a full song but it, it, it just felt a little bit empty was it quite working and we had a discussion and we said you know what i think it might be time to call it a day you know uh, we've been we've been slogging at it for a long time now and we, we both agreed we've got this track it, it is actually a cool track but it's not working so we just decided to uh just get, they said, let's sod it. Let's go in the studio and just record one last single and like a bit of a farewell. Yeah. And we, and we got, uh, and we said, well, why didn't we just, this song obviously needs more. Why don't we just get a couple of our best mates in? Um, let's just have some fun and record it. Just a big, massive soundscaping track. Yeah. But the, the moment where all four of us got in the room and started working on it, it just clicked instantly. I know that's a bit of a cliche, but it really did. It was it was so natural. And by the end of the rehearsal, we'd got not only a full song ready to go, yeah. but we'd, we'd also got like the workings of two new songs just from like one jam. So it was just like that. And then, then we did it again, Yeah, another jam. And then we we're like, you know what? Let's just, let's just, do this. Let's do an album. Yeah, and none of it was none of it was planned, really. That's that's. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, it's it's one of those things where if it, if it comes together like naturally, and you know, like you say, when it clicks, you know this is going to work, and then you keep going on it. Like I say, I mean, from that, like from what you've said, then like having like finishing that song. And then having ideas for others, and then it just it just spirals from there and just keeps going and blossoming. And, and obviously now you are a four piece. Is that an official thing, or are you still just two plus two? Or no, no, it's it, it's definitely it's we're definitely a four piece. Cool. Now. It's uh, it was it, the whole thing was very collaborative. It was um, uh, it, it 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 felt like a full band mm. from the word go. It never it didn't it never at any point did it feel like. Me and Lorna were too bolted on almost like session musicians. It was everybody was involved trading ideas, and it just it opened up this new world, as, nice. especially for me as 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 the vocalists because uh, I didn't all the pressure wasn't on to be playing guitar all the time, yeah. which allowed me so much more space to to work on melodies and and, and vocal lines and vocal delivery, and you can hear that transition from our older records into this one you can see that i've had i've got more space and i was able to do more things Mm. 
and it, it was so excited and so freeing that, yeah, it was just, just like musical freedom that it just spurred me on. Nice. Completely. No, that's that's awesome. And I mean, the album you guys have produced is fantastic. Um, I've had it on heavy yeah. rotation uh, since <laughs> since I had it in my in my in my hand or in my computer, I should say. Um, but no, I've had it on heavy rotation. I've been recommending it to friends and stuff, and 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 just sort of it doesn't you know. There's there's only a few bands I've done that with, <laughs> like you should feel oh, honored nice. or anything. But it's just sort of like I know I know I know like from your the sound that you guys have. I know a lot of people that are would be into that. Like they would love that 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 mixture of sounds that you have, and um, and so far that's been successful in 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 recommending it to the few people that I have, and I'm going to continue to do so because it is an oh, thank you brilliant album. Um, I was going to ask as well. You've got uh, uh sorry, my notes are just there. Um, uh, but no, I was going to say you're you're playing um, Arc Tangent, um, yes, this year. Um, after like, I mean, we could go into the COVID er era if you want to, but I'm sort of like looking ahead now. I've had my first jab, if you will, and (laughs) I'm looking forward to getting out and seeing live music along with a lot of other things as well. Um, but like, were you originally on the arc tangent when it was canceled last year? Yeah, we were, uh, I was was gutted. I was was really gutted. And now I'm just shitting myself because uh, it's going to be the first show that we play as a four-piece. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if it was, even if it was just me and Lorna, I'd be shitting myself because I, I absolutely adore that festival. And it's, yeah. it's... So to walk out, there's going to be some serious nerves going on because uh, I've no, I- no idea how it's, uh, how it's going to go. It's quite a bit... It's such a big gig for us to do as a, fir- as a first gig. Yeah. There's not really scope at the moment uh, to line something up beforehand, but uh, it'll be fine. fine. I I mean, the the nerves are good. The nerves are good. Oh, no, totally. That that will drive you. Like, I think, I guarantee as soon as you hit that first note, um, they'll disappear and then the adrenaline will kick in. (laughs) Yeah, that's if I hit the first note. (laughs) Well, give the first note to someone else. Um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I don't want that kit. No way. But no, I mean, this is the thing I'm sort of looking forward to because there's a few sort of like shows that uh, were pushed back from last year. I've still got tickets for. Um, and, And I'm just sort of... It's not so much being out and about amongst other people. It's, it's, it's sort of just like being, being at like, cause we've been cooped up, you know, past year and there's been no outlet. I mean, I'm a DJ and I DJ nightclubs and they've been shut since March last year as well. So, you know, so shit. yeah. And it's just sort of like, I'm really looking forward to them coming back. Um, like I've been fortunate enough to get the first, uh, my first COVID jab, which is, you know, which is great. And that, that's given me more of a positive light to it. Cause before I was kind of like, no, nothing's going to happen this year. Nothing's going to happen this year. It's going to be, you know, um, but now I'm looking at it and, you know, I'm sort of seeing how quickly they are getting through the vaccination process. Um, for me being on there, cause I'm not like top tier or anything like that. So, yeah. um, it's just sort of like, it's given, given me that hope of actually being able to play somewhere this year. And then going to watch guys like yourself perform this year. Um, it's got to happen for everybody's sanity, man. It's got to oh, happen. Totally. I mean, it's been it's been an absolute like 
initially there was like this like i think like the first lockdown <laughs> had multiple ones but like i had this like novelty effect with it like it was like oh cool we're getting like two weeks off work paid you know <laughs> and stuff like that and it was like okay cool um and then then it kind of like escalated and kept going and and then everything kind of went and then like the mental health took an absolute battering like oh god yeah i mean it, it's just it it's one of the things that i try and like talk about i've talked about on the show with other art because i was in quite a fortunate position with this i was i managed to talk to bands like yourself like last year just like like just loads of bands because they're all at home um but like every i went back and listened to some of them and every sort of level of of um like mood were, were in those in those interviews even for myself um just like you know one moment i'm up i'm like oh cool and it must have been a moment where you sort of you felt all right and then the next minute you're just like this is yeah this isn't this year's rubbish you know just like oh, really God, like, I, dread, I dread to think if i was doing this interview this time last year christ i'd have yeah. probably been pissed <laughs> in fact i'd have definitely been pissed yeah <laughs> but it's just yeah it's just i mean it's obviously it's crazy everyone's going through it and it's just sort of but i feel that once we're kind of like at a point where like specifically live shows return um obviously like i say along with other stuff you know cinema pubs uh, nightclubs all that kind of stuff there's going to be a sense I, i'm not going to sort of liken it to say roaring 20s uh where everyone partied for a decade and then everyone went bankrupt uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, could happen. it could happen and it pro- probably <laughs> will um but i just i just feel it'll be su- like people won't take it for granted hopefully anymore um it, not not the band members but the the sort of gig goers like i found a lot of like bands struggling to get people to the shows um you know relying on on you know you know the classic facebook invites yes i might i'm interested or i'm going and no one turning up oh god (laughs) the agony but i feel now that because it's been taken away from everyone there's going to be this different purpose to going to them like and actually enjoying the time they have at them and and seeing their friends bands and seeing these new bands and stuff because this is what i I mean, ideally, this is what I'd love to come out of it. A lot of, like, bands like yourselves getting that, like, just push that surge of crowds coming to shows. Um, and, like, whereas, like, before, like, I was in a band years ago, back in the early 2000s, and it, there was always the complaint, like, the big American bands coming over and and <laughs> and then, like, taking all the shows or, you know, and, and all that kind of shit. And it was just, like... I, I've always maintained that it's sort of like, you know, support grassroots level bands. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I, I'm hoping this will spur people on because things like the Bandcamp Fridays have been quite successful for a lot of bands. You know, oh, um, man, it's awesome. It's That was amazing. I'm glad that it's still going on yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, that's that's been one thing that really opened my eyes to people. Actually, there is a, there is a, a, a scene out there, if you will, of people that are supporting these bands and they know when to support them because like when Bandcamp go, we're waiving our fees and then the bands, you know, obviously it helps Bandcamp as a whole because it it gives more active users and whatnot. If you want to put it into the business algorithm. Um, but it's great for the bands because you know, you're funding that band, you know, like, I mean, through streams and stuff, we know you don't get very much. Um, but through purchasing, even the MP3s, like through Bandcamp or whatever, anything, yeah, yeah you get but, you get that 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 higher portion of you know cut for it after obviously things like obviously expenses, label, all that kind of stuff, the usual record 
sort of like industry cuts, if you will. <laughs> well, if you look at the uh, the rescheduled tour dates that you know the ones that were cancelled, mm. they're, they're just selling out so quickly that I mean that's a great sign. People, yeah. people are desperate to get out to these sweaty uh, floor shows again. It's a, uh, I mean I'm just looking at like friends bands and I'm just like really chuffed just to see that I mean there's a good chance that if if it had gone ahead that it some might some dates on the tour might not have sold as well but yeah it's just great to just see you constantly selling out it's a it's a really positive sign yeah no definitely and like with other festivals and stuff that are continuing like this year I think Bloodstocker are really pushing out the boat in as much as advertising saying we are going ahead um and they've booked a lot of you know their bands obviously now like the overseas bands a lot of them unfortunately have had to pull out um just due to their sort of local situations um but they have replaced them with with british bands which is like you know it's it's becoming like a big british metal festival (laughs) um, which is amazing you know and they've still got some international acts on there devlin townsend and uh i'm a bit good at chelsea wolf's not doing uh art tangent now yeah yeah, I was yeah, I'm a bit gutted about that, but yeah, no, I was hoping to hit it last year because, um, I mean, the band, the, the namesake of the festival, the band Earth Tone Nine, um, yes, were, were... God, they're right, right back from my early teens. I, I saw Earth Tone Nine supporting Soulfly. Oh wow, yes, I remember and, that. Uh, Glassjaw opened up. That that was yeah. Did, no, Earth Tone Nine opened up. It yeah. got it. They were men. Yeah, such an awesome band, and I, yeah, I saw them on that tour as well. Actually, um, that was uh, yeah, that was great. I saw them in London, um, and yeah, I mean they, they were supposed to. I don't know who's going to play it this year, but they're celebrating the twentieth anniversary of Arc Tangent, their album, um, <laughs> um, and they're playing that in the entirety. And I was uh, like planning on going last year, and I hope you know I'm hoping to go this year because um, I'm I'm wanting to hit some of these festivals because I've never been to Arc Tangent before. It's is, brilliant. Yeah, I've, a lot of my friends have been. They said it's an absolute, like, it's one of those festivals that's a sort of, like, pleasure to go to. Um, obviously, the music is fantastic, which is great, but the general atmosphere and the sort of surroundings and stuff are, um, you know, not what, like, my traditional sort of, like, festival. I, well, when I used to go to them, it was, like, Reading Festival and stuff like that back in the day. And it was just, like, dusty or it was really muddy or it was really, like, you know, that you got the, the crappy burger van and <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Um, oh, there's just a community there, man. Yeah. Everybody just is passionate about the music. So it's it, – it, all the tents are always full at all times. That's awesome. Or you, you're always playing to a, a good crowd a good, that want to – hear you or they've heard good things and and everyone just wants to check out new bands and it's just it's such a good crack it's so so good you can have a blast yes i'm i'm hoping i'm hoping to go to it so um but if i do i'll come say hi um (laughs) and uh, i've got a couple of questions left for you i can let you get on with the rest of your lunch actually because i know i'm pulling you away from that um but what i'd like to do is uh these questions more about yourself um just on musical sort of background and stuff now what i'd like to know um is your three if you could like three honorable mentionable albums so not your favorite albums like you've got your top 10 but what I want are your honourable mentions. So outside of that top ten, <laughs> if you can. Oh, oh, that's a great question. 
Uh... Oh, you put me on the spot there. I know what you because I, 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 I'm instantly going to my uh, to my top ten. Uh, okay, uh, Pinkerton, cool by Weezer. Yep, that that really turned my head when I was when I was young. Um, Surfer Rosa and Pixies. Oh, yep, yep. And oh, right. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Vulgar Display of Power, Pantera. Cool. That's quite. It's quite a mix there. To be honest with you, but that's oh great. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm Pantera, obviously. <laughs> iconic band and that album as well uh, but the pixies one i'm like i haven't heard that album in such a long time um so i'm, I'm, I'm gonna go back and listen to that because uh it's why i ask these questions it's like i don't want the top 10 because usually they're kind of around the same bands um but yeah no these are and, and pinkerton weezer um again weezer a great band um just sort of so i don't know how to describe them but yeah, they're just they're just good to listen to. <laughs> well, I never I never connected with them until uh, my cousin bought me Pinkerton when I, I can't remember if I was very I was in my early teens, and uh, I wasn't really bothered about like the, the more like commercial radio stuff. Yeah. And then it, when I heard that, I was like, this this is awesome. Yeah, and it's always stuck with me. Like I I, I often I'll often blast it. Or I would take a few tunes and, and just just to remind myself of that that moment when it just like wow this is class yeah yeah now they're one of the band they do take you like from the outset they don't look like much but when you actually dig into their 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 discography if you will it's just it's just brilliant just one of those oh no I'm, I'm remembering loads of stuff <laughs> now I've done top three that's all right we'll stick with these we'll keep them for next time um, <laughs> um so what are your hobbies away from music so when you when you're not doing anything hyena kills or anything like that what what do you kind of get up to any sort of like special hobbies or anything like that oh god I, uh I, I basically if i'm not working i'm uh i'm jamming mm. that's I don't, uh, I mean, I used to love going to the cinema yeah. and watching films and, and reading, but no, I, I mean, I, I like to lock myself, even on a red hot sunny day, I like to lock myself in, in the band room and just piss about on guitar. And that's kind of, that's kind of how I spend a lot of my spare time. Yeah. Or just jamming with friends. Well, I used to, I used to like going out and getting, um, getting messed up but uh, i don't do that anymore so no. fair enough yeah so it's, it's uh like books and cinema yeah it's like it's, it's like one of my uh main interests outside of music cool any particular films or anything that you like oh god Oh, I like. Oh, I gotta watch. I like indie films, and I watched one recently called Swallow that really just it, it stuck with me. In fact, I was thinking about it this morning. Yeah, I found it on Netflix. Okay, but yes, yeah, so I, I really like horror films. Cool. Nice. Yeah. No. I'm, I'm anything. Anything that's weird and, and creepy and unnerves me. Midsummer keeps popping into my head and I, I haven't watched that for ages 
but that that film just keeps ah uh, yeah, it's, it, yeah it stays with you for a bit doesn't it uh. yeah I like that. that's what I, yeah i like stuff like that that creeps me out and just and, and makes me think about it often yeah yeah and i've always been a fan of sort of the, i mean the horror genre as a whole but it's um no the, the ones that stick with you the ones that kind of have that psychological edge that that just implant in your head and then occasionally yeah. and you're just like oh shit <laughs> definitely no that's awesome that's awesome well steve um thank you very much for your time um no, I, thank you i really do appreciate i know you've taken time out of your day um during your your break and everything so um i just want to thank you for that and uh yeah good luck with the album um have fun at arc tangent and hopefully we'll see you guys on tour Oh God, I really hope so, man. <laughs> but yeah, come and say hello if you if you spot me. Yeah, I will do. For the I festival, do. awesome. Well, thank you, man. Have a good rest of your day. You too, mate. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. See you.